Welcome to episode 81 of the Juice Box Podcast. Mary Lucas has type 1 diabetes. Her mom started a charity along with a bunch of really cool people called beyondtype1.org. This is like a Nick Jonas thing. Like, they got the big people. This is how I met Victor Garber. Anyway, uh, Mary is the community partners and programs manager at Beyond Type 1. We talk uh, about what Beyond Type 1 is trying to do. She and I start talking personally about advocacy and how sometimes it's not as easy as it might seem. And uh, I think we get really silly at one point. So if you're up for that, you need to keep listening. Huge thanks to Omnipod for sponsoring this episode, myomnipod.com forward slash demo to get a free, no obligation, demo of the world's only tubeless insulin pump. Cue the music! Hello! Mary, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Uh, Yeah, excellent actually. Awesome, perfect. I'm so excited. Thank you, me too. I'm sorry we had to reschedule a couple times. This summer, I had high expectations for my ability to manage my time in the summer better <laughs> <laughs> no worries i totally understand and the summer is uh it's kind of crazy so i i completely understand <laughs> i really do appreciate it so i really just i mean i don't know if you've listened before but we just kind of jump in and start going and yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah and if you're up for that i'm ready yeah oh, cool. i'm uh i'm good i think i'm i think i'm all set <laughs> Excellent. so i have i i just want to talk about advocacy i guess mostly Okay, uh, but I want to ground it in a little bit of context. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess we start by you telling me who you are, and then I'll ask you a couple questions about your type one. Okay, sounds good. Do you want sort of just, uh, I guess, me and and kind of what I'm doing now, or do you want sort of like a the sort of general diagnosis story or, or what? Mary, just so I know. you are falling in the pitfall of a content creator. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just say I'm Mary, and then we'll go. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, I am Mary Lucas, and I am the community manager for Beyond Type 1. So, type 1 diabetes, right? Yes. Diagnosed when? I was diagnosed when I was seven years old. Okay, and you are, do we ask a lady her age? (laughs) I am uh, almost 25 now. I'll be 25 next month, and then uh, in November will be my my 18 years with type one. Okay. Well, that's a, it's a good long time. Arden just hit a decade last month and that felt, oh my gosh. that felt long. So, uh, yeah, yeah I feel, it feels like a while. Yeah. So, okay. So it's a big leap from having type one diabetes to being involved in a large foundation. And I would be, it, you know, and I'm noticing your mom is one of the, the creators of the foundation and so are you. So how does, how does that, so as a person who, I'm going to back up a little bit, as a person okay. who has had probably similar thoughts to the ones you've had, but I've sometimes lacked the ability to, maybe I didn't have as much, maybe my resources weren't the same. I mm-hmm. felt like I've had ideas in the past that would be helpful to people. You know, there are times that I think to do something on my blog and I, mm-hmm. actually, I actually think I, if I was beyond type one, I would do this, but I don't know, I don't have the resources, <laughs> I don't have enough people, like, but it's such a great idea and it would really help people. Oh. But but how do you guys get to how does that happen? Like how because Beyond Type One is a is a it it grew quickly. Mm-hmm. It is well, well done. And oh, thank how, you. you know, please, it's it's very, very well done. And how did that all come to be? So that sort of came to be, I guess just to give you a quick uh sort of overview of it, it um started, you know, February twenty fifteen. 
for with four co-founders, uh, my mom is one of them, Sarah Lucas, and we, uh, when I was first diagnosed, we jumped really aggressively into fundraising, and so my mom has a, a pretty big background in fundraising, and she came together with uh, Julia DeBobany, who's another uh, mom. She's a young son with type 1 and is a prominent businesswoman here in the mm-hmm. Bay Area. And then, of course, um, celebrity chef Sam Talbot, who was diagnosed when he was 12 with type 1, and then Nick Jonas, who was also diagnosed when he was 12. Okay, so and, I see the mistake I've made already is I did not get Nick Jonas involved in my blog. That's what, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what I did wrong, Mary? <laughs> well, I, I uh, can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's really, so that's really cool. So in the end, what we have is we have a couple of people who are very passionate, mm-hmm. understand fundraising, who maybe, yeah. who maybe said to themselves, I think we could do good things with money too. We're raising it for other people. Why don't we raise it and do the good things that we think are valuable? And somehow, you know, Sam Talbot and Nick Jones. Exactly. Exactly. And they sort of came together because they all saw uh, something that was missing, which was sort of support for people living well today. I think when people are diagnosed, they're often told, you know, put your head down, raise a lot of money. And in five years, there'll be a cure. And there's a lot of great effort, obviously, being put towards a cure, but they really wanted to do something to support the people living today and something that was cool and hip and young, like Sam and Nick were sort of like, you know, there's nothing for us sort of, you know, hip young guys, basically, with uh, living with type one to support them. And so they sort of came together. And I think one of the reasons we have been so successful is just that we've been able to leverage each of our individual networks really well. And uh, each of the four co-founders has different areas of strength. And I think they've been able to come together really well. Um, and that is sort of, oh, so sorry about no, that. No, and yeah, people expect that on the podcast. On a podcast. <laughs> okay. Wait till my dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's good. That's good. I don't, don't feel as bad then. <laughs> Um, and so I think that really it has been a lot of them being able to leverage their networks and their experiences and um, to, you know, be able to fund, to come up with and then to fund some of the projects and initiatives that we're doing. You have a good mix of people. It just, yes. it really, I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but it just, it's a good mix. Like sometimes you, sometimes you field a, a baseball team and the players look right, but they don't win. And sometimes they look right and you win and. Sometimes you just get a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great mix. And then, you know, we have a advisory council of some, you know, high profile, high net worth individuals sort of spread out around the country and then in the UK, Canada and New Zealand. And they also sort of, they help use their networks and do what they can to help support beyond type one. And so it really is uh, a great mix of people um, working in sort of all different capacities. And then, of course, there's us just, you know, at the office. And <laughs> we have a lot of fun here, too, just day-to-day working on uh, working on everything. Yeah. So so you did something that, you know, I think, you know, so my blog's been going for nine years. This podcast is up over a year and a half now. And, and it, it, it occurs to you at some point, I'm sharing online, you know, who knows why I start doing it. Then you start seeing the value of it 
and how it starts helping other people. Then once you see it help one person, you think, I wonder how I could help five people. That turns mm-hmm. into, I wonder how I could help a thousand people. And, you know, and, and, and so you kind of keep pressing and pressing and pressing, at least I did. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you think in the end, once you've been in the game for a while, you start thinking like, what is it that people really need? And, and the conclusion that I've come to is that people need to be able to live well. That, yeah. that, that's what maybe they don't realize that the day they're I mean the day you're diagnosed you need one thing but that goes mm. away pretty quickly and then the next yeah. thing you, you know what I mean and then the next thing you need after you satisfy it that goes away once you sta- satisfy all those new needs mm-hmm. eventually you will plateau at just needing to live a great life and exactly and, and so that's what I hope to do with what I'm doing it's what I see you guys trying to do and I also yeah. think that sometimes Sometimes I see a lot of effort from organizations. I'm not specifically saying anybody. Organizations, people, blogs, Mm -hmm. Facebook groups. There's a lot of effort that when I look at it, it doesn't seem like it ends with anything meaningful sometimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Sometimes you're like, oh, there was a Twitter chat today and all this happened. There were so many people and retweets. And I'm like, what did it – maybe it boosted somebody in the moment and for that it has great value. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not dismissing anything. I'm not dismissing anything that happens in the community. But mm-hmm. I want something that when someone goes home at night, something that they they witnessed, saw, were part of, leaves them healthier, more comfortable, happier, you, you know, living better. Mm-hmm. Like that's why yeah. that's my goal. You, you know, so I, and I yeah. see you guys doing that too. And and so I was just wondering, like, how do you weed out what just seems fun and looks great? Be, how do you figure out what actually leaves somebody at home sitting on the sofa going, wow, I'm going to, my blood sugar is nice and stable and I can go to sleep tonight and feel comfortable like that. You know what I mean? Oh man. Well, I, I wish that we were able to make sure that everyone's blood sugars were stable and perfect every night. Wouldn't that be uh wouldn't that be wonderful? But isn't that really what happens though? Like all the little pieces you put out in the world lead people in that direction, right? Yes, that that is what we're hoping for. Um, you know, I would say we we just kind of we try to focus a lot on on what people need and what we think they need to live a good life and what we hear people asking us for, um, you know, to help them live a good life, whether that's advice on pumps to get or advice on how to do a glucagon or help with, you know, getting a 504 plan set up or, or anything like that. And I think a lot of what it is for us, and especially for me and my job, sort of interacting with the community and helping manage the community, um, is I do a lot of sort of one-on-one interaction with people and really listening to what they want and what they need and how we are helping them And it's sort of, for me, like one of the most rewarding things, just if I get, you know, an email from a mom saying how much a diversity card meant to her daughter or how much the snail mail club program that we have is exciting for their child because their child has never met another type one and all of a sudden is connected with someone their own age and who they can write letters to. And a lot of it is you sort of just have to look and see like, wow, I, I was really able to help one person today. And for me, that's always a, a huge victory. And I think sometimes it's, it can be hard because we are doing so much in the office and we're always doing so many different projects and so many different things. And um, sometimes we don't 
really get a chance to step back and look at the work we're doing and sort of be like, wow, we really are helping people. And so when we have those little moments like that, where we really hear that, oh, you guys really did help me out. Your app is so great. I can now ask questions to people and I feel comfortable. I have a comfortable space where I can do that. And I think that um, those are those are some of the, the best moments and the most important things for us are really just to listen to the audience and give them uh, what they need to, yeah. to live a good life. I, think I don't know if that fully answers the question well, or not. But. I, not just does it answer the question, but I think it, it, it probably shines a light on why I'm attracted to what you guys are doing. Because I, I think the same thing, you know, what, what, what needs to be understood first is that most people who are in this space looking for something are mm-hmm. probably a newer diagnosed family or a family that's found a struggle all of a sudden. There are yeah. Many, many, many more people living with type one diabetes who are not involved in the diabetes online community. They're off in their own. They're off in their life, and they're living. They got mm-hmm. to that. They got to that spot. In my mind, in my mind, it's my goal to take the people who are coming in and help them get to that spot where mm-hmm. where they're never like. There, nothing is better than having contact with somebody for five or six months and then watching them disappear. <laughs> I, I love when they disappear. I love when they're not on Facebook anymore. They don't yeah. like because I, I just imagine them just that they've they've accumulated as much knowledge as they needed to feel comfortable and, and empowered, and they're mm-hmm. off living their life, and that makes me really happy. The, yeah. The sad part is is that there's always twenty other people for that person that leaves that come in, and so it's almost sometimes yeah. like you know what I mean. It's almost sometimes like being a driving instructor. You take a sixteen year old yeah. kid who can't drive, <laughs> you, you help them just not wreck the car, then, mm-hmm. then they move on. You don't stay with them and turn them into a NASCAR driver. You just, you get them to, <laughs> you get them to that spot and then you kind of, there they go. And then mm-hmm. you turn back around again and there's a new kid standing there going, I don't know how to drive this car. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. <laughs> and, so, and so the way to keep it from getting repetitive, I found, and it sounds like what you just said, is I look into the community and I see what people are talking about in the moment. And, mm-hmm. I, and that gives me a feeling like this is the, these are the topics of the day. Yes, absolutely. And it changes so rapidly, um, you know, what people want on a day-to-day basis or what they need or what they're focused on or, you know, even just the different times of the year. If you really have to sort of focus on different times, like right now is back to school. And that's a, a huge push, obviously, for especially for parents helping prepare their kids with 504 plans or just getting ready and staying safe for school. And then of course, you know, you have the holidays, which are always sort of difficult with eating and then you have to prepare for summertime. And so it's, it just, it changes so rapidly, I think what people need. Um, And, you know, and then you have, of course, big unexpected things come up like when people, you know, insurance problems or, um, denials and and things like that. So it it really changes. And I think that we're really lucky at Beyond Type 1 in that we're we're able to be pretty nimble in terms of uh, what we're able to do. And so, you know, if if we need to kind of shift our focus in what we're doing one day, we are able to do that to be able to shift focus to something else to really sort of help the community and give them what they need. Does that does that flexibility on your part have to do with having staff? Because 
I couldn't do it when I because because first of all, my blog doesn't make money, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't I, you know I'm not a I'm not a five hundred one c three. I considered that at one point, but I'm one person, and I started reading it. I'm like I'm not a lawyer, and so um, and 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 I don't take ads on my blog, but I take ads on the podcast. I take ads on the podcast because the podcast takes. Some people might laugh at this, but it takes a lot more time than you might expect to put an hour's episode out. So I have to, yeah. be, I have to be able to turn back to my wife and say, "Hey, the five hours this week that I did not spend with our family, it's mm-hmm. helping other people." And look, here's a couple of bucks. It's not as much as people might expect, but it's yeah. en- it's enough that I can justify it within my life. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've always tried to, I've always tried to not take ads because I've always wanted people to to believe because it's true that anything that I'm saying, I'm saying because it's something I'm seeing mm-hmm. work for me. Because if you don't believe that, then my voice yeah. is useless, right? And, and, right I, yeah, and, and, really. I'm, and I'm lucky enough to be in a position personally that I can give time to it without it needing mm-hmm. to make me money. And so mm-hmm. and so I'm, ha- I'm, I'm thrilled about that. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes, Mary, and I want to see how you, this is going to turn into a therapy session for me, in a <laughs> second, right? <clears throat> so this last month has been a great example. Mm-hmm. I have... It's hard to talk about things. Hopefully, it's tone. Like when I speak, I assume people can hear my tone. Every once in a while, someone doesn't hear my tone. They don't oh. understand my sarcasm, or they don't understand my sense of humor or my tone. <laughs> and so, so sometimes things get missed. But so here we go. For the last month, it has been. If I was keeping records at my blog and my podcast, I would tell you it has been a record-breaking month for heartwarming emails about. Oh my gosh, my kid's A one C is down two points. Since, since I've been listening to the podcast, thank you. They almost every one of them almost makes me want to cry. I just think about. Aww. I just think about kids. Just one one woman said to me, and I hope I'm not. I won't use her name, but she she, you know, and it's funny. You think, oh, it's always it's out in the public. It's in a blog. It's in a podcast. This is a personal conversation I'm having with somebody private, mm-hmm. like, who's in, whose toddler is moving on to an Omnipod, and I kind of helped walk her through it for a couple of days, and then four or five oh. days into it. I get this note that you know my my daughter's um, blood sugar's been like so stable and in range for the last five hours, and she's sitting on the floor playing, and she's so happy. she's so happy, you know what I mean? And yeah, and I was like, oh my god! So so tell me, so it makes me want to cry retelling it to you. So so, so so this month has been record setting for those emails coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and on top of that. Doing the podcast is not just helping other people. I'm now learning from myself, which is an odd thing because it's just giving me the time to re-reflect on things. Oh, yeah. Here's the first time I'm saying this out loud. Arden's A1C checked yesterday, 5.7. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So now not only is the podcast helping people, and I'm seeing that by their responses, it's helping me. I'm getting paid back that way. Everything's wonderful. And today I get a review on the podcast. It's like, that guy's like an egocentric. All he cares about. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. And I was, like, I was like, how could one person misunderstanding my intentions oh, no. break me down so far? But I spent like a good couple of minutes this morning going like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, 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 at first I wanted to feel bad about it. But then I left the, the thought thinking – I hope that one person not jiving with me for whatever reason, it's completely their right not to like the podcast. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't dissuade someone else from having a more positive experience like many other people have had. And then there's yeah. that part of me that's like, I'm not really even getting paid for this. Why am I taking this abuse? And and, and so <laughs> I, was, I was like, I could go, like, you know what I could have done this week if I didn't have this podcast? And so, and so my question is, my very, very long-winded long question is, is, how do you keep up your enthusiasm? 
Oh gosh, that is such a good question. <laughs> because we just we just said right, it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. People can come in from the outside and like poke you in the eye with a hot stick and be like, "You suck." And and yeah. and, and how how do you not let that? Like, what is it you see on the horizon that keeps you motivated? I guess. <laughs> You know, um, that's so funny. No one's ever asked me that before. It's because um, no one's ever been like uh, eaten up online like I was today, right before we were talking to you. Oh, gosh. Talking. It's just, yeah. I would say that um, a lot of just what keeps me going is is knowing that I, I'm helping people is getting those little emails because it is hard and it's hard to uh, sometimes – be so involved in diabetes. You know, I, I have type one, I've had type one for almost 18 years now. I deal with it every second of every day. And then on top of that, you know, I, I work in the type one space. And so it is hard sometimes. And I I have to be careful not to get too burnt out or not to talk about diabetes too much. But I would say that really, I, I love my job because of just knowing what I'm, what I'm doing for people and knowing that I'm helping them. You know, I studied fashion design in college and, um, then sort of kind of, you know, fell into working at beyond type one and was only supposed to do it for a little bit of time. And I just fell so in love with helping out the community that it really, I I was like, well, I, I can't leave. I have to stay. Um, I just, I love, I love helping people. It really, I, I wish I could describe in better detail the, you know, the feelings that I get when I get those, these sweet emails from, from people or from kids, moms, um, just anything. I, it really makes me feel so good when I can help people because, you know, I think because I know how tough it can be. Um, you know, yeah, I, every time I see somebody have a better outcome, I think back to when how how we used to struggle, and I mm-hmm. think like wouldn't it have been really great if someone would have stepped up at that point and been like, "Hey, did, <laughs> you, did you know that the insulin doesn't start working right away?" Yeah, like, like, exactly. Like, like, you know, like you could, I think, just understanding how this insulin works might, you know, when when like listen, mm-hmm. people people might hear five point seven A one C and think. Oh my God, that kid probably eats sawdust or whatever. My, my <laughs> daughter had a Dunkin' Donut and Chinese food in the same three-hour period last Saturday. Oh my gosh. Okay, and 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 I'm not some great guru of diabetes. I just know that you have to use the right amount of insulin and time it correctly. And I'm aggressive <laughs> about it. I'm bold. I, I tell people like, be bold with the insulin if you can be. And mm-hmm. and I have and I'm lucky enough to have a Dexcom receiver that I can lean on if I screw up. You, you, yeah, you know, you know, and so, but but that's it. Like, there's no great like. You, you want me to write a book about taking care of diabetes? Understand how to use insulin, <laughs> and then yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you know, <laughs> like like I mean, there I gave. I, there's no reason for any more podcasts. This is the, it's done. Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> I, I gave it all away right there. And so, but but it, it you know, and to your point. So first of all. It, it feels so good because you know what it would have felt like for you if somebody would have mm-hmm. done it for you. I think, exactly. Right? exactly. And, I, and I think it feels unconscionable to have information like this and not give it to somebody else. Like, like yeah. how would, how would yeah. you do that exactly? You know, exactly. I, um, and it's funny, you know what you said, I'm sort of like, 
I do wish that I had had a lot of this when I was growing up. Um, I didn't know, you know, I, I knew some people with type one, but I just think back and I'm like, gosh, if I had known how great diabetes camp was, if I'd had those resources, if I had known that I, you know, if I could have had a pen pal with type one that I could have talked to, or if I could have had, you know, someone a little bit older than me that I that could have sort of served as like a mentor or something, I, I'm sure that would have been tremendously helpful. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I'm most passionate about is working with kids and teens and really just trying to help them through. Cause I know what a, what a tough time it can be. Um, that's and part, so it's, it's rewarding. You, that's the part you really, really understand well because, because <laughs> yeah. you've been through it, but yet, but yet it's still fresh in your life too. It, exactly. Yeah, it's, really cool. it's pretty fresh. <laughs> so listen, there's a real simple, but elegant design to your stuff. Is that because of your fashion background? Did you come up with all the black stuff, the white lines? <laughs> Is that you? No, that wasn't me. Actually, we I, as much as I would love to take credit for that, we have a brilliant creative director, Sarah, who uh, she lives up on a tiny little island outside of Seattle. And her son, Henry, has type one and he is sort of all over our website. He's the kid with the bright orange hair and the white glasses, um, who is just all kinds of fabulous. And, uh, no, so our, our visual style really has to go to Sarah, our creative director. She's, she's great. It's very simple and distinct at the same time. Well, thank you. Speaking of distinct, let's talk about the Omnipod. All right. How about some free association? First, I'll think of a regular insulin pump with tubing. Hmm. Clunky, cumbersome, belt clip, tubed, not futuristic. There must be a word that means, like, not futuristic. Let me think of what it is. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Old-timey. Old-fashioned. The way it used to be. Back then. Now let's talk about the Omnipod. Free association time. Omnipod. Tubeless insulin pump. Here I go. Simple. Waterproof. Discreet. Precise. Flexible. Delightful. But why take my word for it? Why not find out for yourself? Go to myomnipod.com forward slash demo and get a free, no obligation demo pod that you can try on. That you can go, hey, this really does fit right here. It really does go right there. You can't see this in my favorite jeans. This is what you want to do. You want to find out for yourself. You don't want to listen to me. Someone's quite literally paying me to tell you how great the Omnipod is. How can you trust me? Well, the fact of the matter is you don't have to. You can trust yourself myomnipod.com forward slash demo you get your own free no obligation demo pod you know what no obligation means it means you're not obligated to do anything do you know what free means it means you don't have to pay for it free and you don't have to do anything and you'll find out that i'm not just being paid to say this but i really believe it myomnipod.com forward slash demo with a link in your show notes and you can get going on a completely new life with insulin delivery I would, I would try it if I was you. And you guys have, so you guys have so many programs going that like, and you've mentioned a couple of them that all seem like they have great value. And, and, and at the point, but at the same point, like it's your job to get it into the world, right? Like you can have, you can have all the great advice or the intentions in the world if people don't find it. And in a finicky landscape, like the internet, where something posted at nine o'clock people think is spam by seven thirty at night <laughs> oh, wait, 
how many times are they going to tell me about this? And don't you want to say to them, I've uh, spent nine months getting the, uh, the, the, the correspondence yeah. program together and the postcards, and it's not okay <laughs> if I tell you more than once, please, please stop. And so, and, and so like in that landscape of like, you don't want to turn people off, but at the same time, if you don't tell them about it, you might as well be yelling up into the sky. Mm-hmm. It, it, that, that is a, that's a tricky line to walk. It, it, it is. It really, it really is. And is that your job? Um, or who takes you know, care of that? Who, what, what crazy person at your, in your organization <laughs> has to deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that we all, we all sort of deal with that, I guess. You know, it's, we're sort of a, a small organization, you know, and we're new. And so we really want to make a splash and, that means a lot of the time, you know, really getting our information out there as aggressively as possible, getting as many people as we can talking about us and spreading the word on us. And, you know, you, you definitely have to walk that line. People, um, they, you know, they get over things really quickly. The life cycle of something on the internet is, is really short and you really have to jump on, on things sometimes. Um, but I would say that just for us, we, we try to be, fairly aggressive, you know, and we have, uh, you know, social media schedules and, and all that, because we certainly don't want to overwhelm people. Um, but we definitely try to get, get ourselves out there as much and as aggressively as possible. And, you know, in fairness, that might turn some people off. And if it does, then, you know, I, uh, that's, that's hopefully just, you know, a few people that are yeah, I go with I'm sorry, but I can't make everybody happy. I'm I'm trying my best, and and, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so listen, I I have to say this. So, I'm talking to your mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago it was now, and and we have this conversation where I saw something you did, and I reached out to her, and I was like, I would just love to be helpful if I could. And oh. She emailed back to me, and she's like, "You're on our list of people to go bug for help." And I was like, "Well, yes. I said, here you go. I'm here now." And so that's how Victor Garber ends up on the podcast for you, mm-hmm. which was sp- spectacular. A nicer—that's not a good word. It's not even close to a good enough word. But a more wonderful human being I've just never met in my life. Right? Oh, he is—he is just the sweetest man. I mean, is so willing to help out, and just I—he's—he's he's so cute. He's, you know, I just—I love him. It really is. <laughs> See, you know, I didn't want to say it, but he's so cute. It's a very, very good observation. <laughs> When he got on, you know, when we start talking, like you just record right away, and you know, he comes on. He's he's eating cake. He's like, "Oh, my blood sugar's low. I'm sorry. I'm just here watching. I'm watching the voice and this boy." And we start talking about the kid who's singing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love Victor Garber." And like, I've only been on, I've only, and so anyway, um, but, yeah, but so he's great. I'm talking to your mom, and and I realize that that. I am you. I just don't have an organization because as I'm talking to her, I'm like, have you guys thought of this? Have you tried this? Why don't you do this? This would be such a great idea. And by the time <laughs> I got off the phone, I was like, gosh, I wish I lived in the Bay Area. I would yes. I would <laughs> these people for a job. Like I would show up every morning out front holding up a sign that says we'll work for money. And so <laughs> and, and, and because the, it is a real – it does feel like a dream job because yeah. in, in, in the end – you know, helping people is wonderful, but building a better world that my daughter can live in and the other people like her is kind of the ultimate goal. Right. Right. So, you know, you know what I mean? And and so like, it's just, 
and, and I couldn't stop myself once I was on the phone with her. When I got done, I was like, well, now I have no blog ideas if she takes any of mine. So I just, I got, I got finished. And I was like, I was like, that was every good idea I've had for the last six months. It just felt so natural to want to share it with her though, because of mm. her, her enthusiasm. And, yes. Yeah, you know, and I guess that comes from parenting you and, and raising you. <laughs> we are we are pretty enthusiastic. I think uh, sometimes my uh, my lovely mother she can sort of overwhelm with all her her great ideas in the best way possible. She's got a but lot of energy, she, and I don't. She has a ton a ton of energy. I don't know where she gets it. She has more energy than I do, and I. <laughs> I don't understand. And I mean that two different ways. Like like she has a lot of energy in the way you would take that statement. But when you're speaking to her, like I find myself to be a fairly powerful voice in a conversation. And Mm -hmm. I I don't naturally back down in a conversation very often. I don't mean back down in a bad way. But when your mom was talking, I was like, well, let me listen to what she's saying. (laughs) Whereas I'm usually in a conversation going, let me say something. And and, and, and I felt good when she was talking. I was like, I am learning stuff here. Like, like it was just, she was really, she was really delightful. And so. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Oh. You probably hate her in like seven different ways, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I understand that. (laughs) No, that's, that's great to hear. You know, it's, um, it's certainly a unique position that I'm in working uh, with and for my mom. And it's, it's great because I, I'm so proud of her and, and everything that she's done, you know, and as much as she's like, Oh, well, look at, you know, we all help with this and we've all made it. And I'm like, yeah, but you're one of the, you know, you're one of the sort of four original co-founders and one of the people that really came up with the idea. And if it hadn't been for you, you know, and of course, Juliet and Sam and Nick, this would never have, uh, have come about. And so I, you know, I have a tremendous amount of, of respect for her and um, and pride, sort of in you know in what she's been able to accomplish. Yeah, it makes me it makes me wonder something then. So from a more parental standpoint, because I'm mm-hmm. probably twice your age too. So, um, <laughs> so th- what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how much of that do you realize is all stems from your mom loving you? Do you like, do you have a conscious <laughs> feeling about that day to day? Like this all exists. Because my mom loves me so much. Because that really is the. the, the I, I I've never asked her that, but I bet you that's the truth. You know, it's it's funny because I I definitely have those little moments where I'll sort of be like, wow, I this really is for me, and it it's is. because of me. Um, and it's funny I have my 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 those moments with both of my parents um, because for a while we had a a really big charity event that we did a a big golf tournament and gala that we did for, you know, uh, 13 years. And it was, I, every year I would kind of have a moment of being like, wow, this, my parents started this because of me, because they love me and they want, you know, they, they want the best for me. And that's a really, really special feeling. And it's, it's unique. Um, and in, at the same time though, I try not to think of it that way think too much about it. Cause I don't want it to be like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm so special and I'm the best because my mom did this for me. And you know what I mean? You so. don't seem like that kind of person. If I ever see you online and it seems like you're just going me, 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 I'll say something to you, but you don't seem like that kind of person. But I just, I just generally mean that like, you know, in the end, my Arden's day and this podcast and you know, the, you know, 
fighting with the school and, and, and collaborating with the school to come up with a 504 plan that's really kind of comprehensive in a way that a lot of people use it. You, you yep. know, like like the even the concept of and this apparently the person who left the bad um, uh, review for me this is apparently comes off as egotistical and by the way I'm not hurt by that at all but um but but so <laughs> but the way the way that Arden and I simply handle her schooling right with texting I mm-hmm. mean listen I can't take credit for being the absolute first person in the world to think of that because I'm sure I wasn't but once I did it and I saw the benefit of it and I honed how to do it I shared it with people. And now I hear back from people all the time who tell me, my daughter, my son, and I, we handle their blood sugars while they're at school the way you and Arden do. And, wow. and, and so, and so I'm, obviously that sounds very egotistical to a very small percentage of you, uh, but I don't, <laughs> I don't mean it that way. What I mean is just, I did it for her. I didn't mm-hmm. do it to put it on my blog. It, mm-hmm. it ended up on my blog because it worked. I don't, I don't yeah. live my life trying to do things this is going to, I hope this gets, this gets taken right. I don't live my life trying to do things for other people. I live my mm-hmm. life doing things for my daughter. And when I see what works, I share it with other people. Mm-hmm. And so, Which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I love that. And I think that that's sort of, that's really important for, for people. I think that there's a lot of value in this diabetes online community, especially in sharing these kinds of things. And yeah, they don't work for everyone, but if they work for you and they can, again, you know, help one or two other people, then exactly. that that's great. That, that to me, that's something I would consider a success. You know, if yeah. I could just help one or two people, I consider that a, a successful day. It really is <laughs> and I'm fully aware and, and comfortable with the idea that that just as many people might hear what I'm saying and it just doesn't work for them, doesn't resonate with them, they don't understand what I'm saying, they mm-hmm. think I'm a pompous ass or whatever that review said. And so, and you know, and I and I have not committed it to memory. And by the way, don't leave more bad reviews trying to get under my skin. I'm calm. I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about it right now with, with Mary because I think, honestly, honestly, Mary, I brought it up because I thought it would make good conversation. So, oh, no, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not walking around my house, like, beating my head against the wall today. I'm, <laughs> I, I look at 66, you know, 66, you know, uh, reviews, 64 of them are five-star, two of them aren't, and I think mm-hmm. I'm, I must be doing okay. You, you, you know, and so, but, but, the, but the point of it is, is that it is easy for people to look in from the outside when they're struggling or when they just maybe didn't understand your tone or your intention, or maybe you, maybe I even... You know, maybe I did something in one of these podcasts where I just didn't come off well. Like, I fully expect it. I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm not – listen, you're talking here. Obviously, you're a well-educated girl. I barely made it through high school. <laughs> you, you know, like oh, – you, My gosh. You know, like, you know, I'm lucky that I'm using words in a way that don't make me sound like I've bumped my head on something. So, 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 so I'm fully aware that I may have at one point tried to be flippant and it didn't work out well for somebody or whatever. But, but in the end, like I go to bed at night and I, and I just, I feel good about any people that, that, that are just having a better day, you know, from yeah. some, some small part to something that I may have had a hand in. And yeah, so, absolutely. So, so, so having, having talked about all that, you guys have, like you mentioned, you have, you know, have a pen pal program, mm-hmm. you have so much, but you guys also did something that I have to admit I was jealous about for a half a, a hot second because <laughs> I have dreamt about starting like a real community where people could talk and you did it. 
Like, like it's just wonderful that it exists. Is it catching on? Because that's the next step. Like, are people finding it and loving it and sticking with it and stuff like that? What kind of what kind of experience are you having with? It? Tell me a little bit about it and, and tell me what your experience has been so far with it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess the great thing is is that our community as a whole is growing extraordinarily fast. Um, you know, just to give you an idea, we are up 70% in terms of Facebook fans from where we were last month. And we just, you know, surpassed 170K fans on Facebook. And, you know, we only started this Facebook page a, a year ago, a little over a year ago. And so to see the sort of success in our social media channels, and then the success in our website, and just obviously, Looking at those numbers, that's it's always a, a good way to see how how engaged people are and how we're reaching more people. And I think that definitely some of the things that have helped with that are our programs that we're doing, like the snail mail program, um, and then our app, certainly, you know, this new app that we have that's that's really just about connecting people and it's it's um, kind of, you know, like what I would call a sort of Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram kind of hybrid uh, just for for type ones. And, you know, this app that we have um, so far, we have a little over 8,000 members and we started it in May. And that's growing really fast. We're in, I think, over... 86 countries now. And so just seeing the, the rate of growth is wonderful. Um, the idea of the app is brilliant. Like it really is. It's, it's, oh, well. it's so super simple and it's a, at the same, super simple of an idea. And at the same time, it's exactly what was needed. You, you, well, you know, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because man, yeah. maybe, you know, somebody puts up a Facebook group and it's a private Facebook group and it's for one specific idea. And you know what? It, they're, mm -hmm. they're great for that. But then they become these sort of closed in microcosmos and it's sort of easy to get lost in your own. Um, you know, I think there's a saying about having your head up your own butt, like, like that, <laughs> that, that, that idea that you just, you don't see anything outside anymore and you're living in there. Not that the information in there is bad, but you're not, there's all these other things you're not seeing, mm -hmm. but you can't, you can't belong to 17,000 Facebook groups. So you can't, you can't. Oh, exactly. You, you it's, can't, it's overwhelming. It's too, it's, too, it's too much. The idea of, of all this is to, and I, not to borrow a tagline from somebody who may or may not be sponsoring the podcast, but you're trying to make diabetes a smaller part of your life. You're, you're not, you're not trying to spend all day long talking about that. As, as a matter of fact, there's, I told somebody this today and I'm very proud of this and it probably seems like it's not true because I'm on a podcast about diabetes. We don't say the word diabetes out in our house very much. Like we don't have a lot of interaction with diabetes, but we're so far into it now that the 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 moment to moment, and I struggle to use the word management because I don't mean it like that. But at the same time, the moment to moment decisions that are made are less and less because we've kind of learned how to get Arden's blood sugar where we want it and and gracefully keep it there. So there are long stretches in the day where we don't talk about diabetes. And, yeah. and, you know, and so how do I get that information? How do I feel that connection? How do I get to that spot without being in a situation where I'm saying that word a million times over? Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult thing to do. I think that you, you sometimes you end up throwing yourself into it so far 
that the, the information's overwhelming. I think that sometimes, you know, it can be daunting to be involved. That's why I love the idea of the app. I love being able to sit back and, and lurk in it and see other people talking, or I love the idea about being in, being able to be involved in the conversation. I think it's very intuitive to what people need to get the things they need without it overwhelming their life. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I think what you said is is perfect. Uh, sometimes it's, it's hard to, see, to be in all the, the Facebook groups and um, kind of sift through a, a lot of the information. Um, and I think something I love about this app and that, that we actually at Beyond Type One love about the app is the way that people are interacting on it, the way that our community is helping each other out. And, you know, someone from Kentucky is asking a question that someone in India is helping answer. And then someone from the Bahamas also gives advice. And it's, it's really it's absolutely wonderful to be seeing these, these connections. And just for me, I love it. Cause I just, I'm like, yes, you guys, you're not alone anymore. And you have people that can help you out. And like, this is just, this is, it's so, so exciting for me to see that and to see that people really are using it. Um, and cause you know, we, we obviously, we look at the statistics and just, you know, just to look at the hard numbers. And even from those, it's evident that people are using it. And then looking through the comments and things like that, it's evident that people are using it and really loving it. And um, that's, it's, it's incredibly exciting for us. Um, I think, you know, especially given that we, we spend a lot of time and effort on our programs and things like our app or our snail mail club. And, Sometimes it might not seem like that um, because it's just sort of like, well, here it is. We've launched it. But, you know, of course, there's three to six months of work on the back end that's been going on. And so by the time we finally launch a project, we're so excited about it. And it's it's really wonderful to see the community being receptive to yeah, that. Yeah. No, I, I can't imagine. how. I mean, I, I guess I've seen it happen in my own life. But well, it, you're doing it on a larger scale, obviously. And so <laughs> I just it, it must be completely gratifying and exciting at the same time. Oh, look at me. I, I, I love what you guys are doing. I mean, it's why, it's why I reached out to you. It's such a, it's just, it's, such, it's very inspiring, I think, to see what's going on. So, and, and thank know, you. No, 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 you, please. You're, you're very welcome. And you don't need my, you don't, you don't need me to tell you it's good for you to know, but, but it's just, it's nice Aww. to see like a good core of people doing something like that. And it's, and you can see the growth, the growth is happening very, very quickly. Um, which is in the end, I think super important because th there's, listen, I hope you go on and on forever, but oh, there, thank there you. are some things that have like, you know, they're, they're red hot for a while. And then before they get big enough to actually do some really good, then something new comes along and knocks them over. And when something this valuable is here, like, I really want to see it stick. You, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, like, so that's why I'm hoping that anybody listening to the podcast checks out beyondtype1.org and looks around and sees he sees what you got going on and finds a piece of it that works for them, you know? Oh, well, thank you. We, uh, we certainly hope that we can last, last a while too. I think that's something that we're definitely conscious of is, is not being a flash in the pan, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, it's just it's uh, so much to think about, but it, it, it's all there. I'm sorry. I cut you off, but. Oh no, 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 yeah. no, I was done. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it really is. It's, it's, it's a weird it's a weird conundrum to be in to, you know, your goal to be do something good for somebody, but at the same time to accomplish it, it's also a business at the same time. 
And, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's really, even for people writing blogs, like there's that idea, like you could write the most heartfelt blog post in the world. And if mm-hmm. nobody sees it, it nobody sees yeah. it, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and there are sometimes I, I've probably told this on here before, but I think you'll appreciate this. Last year, I think in 2015, I randomly took a photo of myself looking very tired. I put it in, fi- in Photoshop and I drove a bunch of arrows to different parts of my face and called, yeah. it, called it like the portrait of a diabetes parent or something like that. Oh, yeah. The most popular thing I've ever put on the internet. <laughs> then Diabetes Daily runs it again. One of the most popular things they put on the internet this year. It took five minutes. Oh, there was no thought put into it. There was no heart and soul into it. I've written things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope people see this. And, and you know, not a not a not a small fraction that saw this silly picture of me. And and when, yeah. that, when that happens, there was this long second where I just put my head on the counter and I was like, Am I trying too hard or, 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 or am I trying in the wrong spots? And you must have, I'm sure you've had some great idea that just died on the vine that you're like, I can't believe that didn't stick. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's funny. Um, yeah, sometimes there's things that, that don't stick or, um, especially, you know, as another example, we have sometimes content on the website that we think is going to do really, really well and <laughs> people aren't as receptive to. And then sometimes we have things that we run and people just completely go with it. Um, or just, it's funny to see sometimes, you know, the, the things that kind of go viral, um, and there's, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. And, yeah, sometimes you're like, wait, but I spent so much time and effort on this one blog post or this one podcast, and nothing. This photo gets it more more likes than that. And it's, it's always pretty a funny. photo, Mary. It's always a photo. It's always like, yeah. It's always like something like, hey, Dexcom put out what the new sensor is going to look like, and then tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, I'm like calling my internet provider. I'm like, I'm sorry for the traffic. And then, <laughs> 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 it's just like it's like oh gosh it was that it was just, uh, all right. right you're like really that's what okay all right, all right, <laughs> I'm okay and it you know and so it's just I I wonder if people from the outside sometimes I wonder if people from the outside looking in like see like how much of you you have to put into it to mm-hmm. you know to to try to help somebody to to try to yeah. pass on something you know to somebody else basically yeah yeah I think it's um it's it's a lot of effort a lot of times and and people don't see it. I think it's kind of hard for us sometimes because I think people think that Biontech one is so much bigger than we are. Um, And they think that we have a a huge staff when really it's only a core staff of five of us in the office right now. Um, So it's, it's, it is kind of funny because we're, we're good at, uh, at being efficient and, and putting things out there, but it's definitely a lot of work. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so nice, you know, when we get those emails about how much a personalized handwritten note meant to someone's daughter or something like that, because it really, you know, it, it, it makes it all worth it. It makes all the hard work worth it. Yeah. No, and, and not only that too, but you've aligned yourself with some pretty big names. So mm-hmm. like there's, you know, I've, Listen, I've resisted the urge to reach back out and be like, "Hey, can I talk to this person on the podcast? Can I like, like, you know, like because I don't want to, I don't want to overuse our relationship." And at the same time, oh no, you, you know what I mean. And at the same time, I'm like, "Well, that's they have such a great, like, such a great connection there." And those pe- and you know something that I know, which is those people's voices they help bring in others. 
So mm-hmm. you, you know, in, sometimes when you get a when you get somebody who's popular like that, and you're not just preaching to the choir, you, you're you're teaching people, you're making new advocates, and mm-hmm. and and that I think is 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 just is, is maybe more valuable sometimes than just passing on the good word to to the people who need it. It's it's to make sure that other people know, and and that's what you get when you get, you know, like Victor's such a great mm-hmm. example, right? Mm-hmm. You show Victor Garber a photo of Victor Garber to anybody, and they'll go, "Oh my God, that guy was in this, 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 and this." If you yeah. Say, you say Victor Garber to them, and they look back at you like, "I feel like I should know that name." Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I always go with, "Remember the guy fixing the clock as the Titanic was?" Oh, <laughs> the guy from Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy from Godspell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, <laughs> he's perfect for that because he's he's everybody, and he's famous at the same time like it's yeah it, it, it works really well you know like i'm not gonna lie like i get people contact me all the time and they're like are you ever gonna get nick jonas are you ever gonna get and i'm like I, I, don't, I don't think so i was like i'd let it go if i was uh-huh. you i was like i from what i understand about nick is he gives interviews like in cars on the way to cars and so <laughs> <laughs> it's true you know um it's it's hard working with uh, with celebrities sometimes just because their time is not their own. You know, Nick is incredibly passionate about beyond type one and about helping those with type one. And, you know, I mean, he he gets it. He's grown up with type one. He's had it for over 10 years now. And um, he really is passionate about it and, and does all he can. It's just hard because, you know, as a celebrity, he's doing so much and he's just so busy all the time um but he he really is passionate about about oh, this no, for sure like i mean i seriously i just the 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 hoops i had to jump through to talk to victor were <laughs> were kind of astounding and and but completely mm-hmm. under, completely understandable his his schedule was very fluid and and mm-hmm. and it kept moving around and it was not his doing and and i i get yeah. it. it's interesting for, for yeah sometimes it. like filming schedules they literally get them the night before at you know 9 p.m. and so it's sometimes it's impossible to to even plan things out for a week ahead of times you know and um it's just kind of the way it works <laughs> and then you put all that into it and then then nobody reads your blog post and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. no. No, no, no. so, so did I listen, we're coming up on an hour and I don't want to hold you up too much, but are you, um, is there, I mean, I tried to in a very conversational way, go through what you guys were doing without it turning into like, I, I think that, you know, since, since this, this conversation ended up being more about advocacy than anything else, I mm-hmm. think, I think that we, I see people fall into pitfalls a lot, podcasts, blogs, blah, blah, blah. We end up saying the same thing the same way over and over again. And I think somehow that, that's why it gets missed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought this conversation would be better us just talking about something yeah. and letting kind of less, the rest of it come to light. But at the same time, did I miss anything that you wish we would have talked about? Oh, gosh. I'm just I don't. I don't think that we really missed anything. I think that we... Um, I think we sort of covered covered a whole lot of stuff here. This was and so the message like really. Chat. Oh, first of all, you're delightful. This is why it went so well. Oh, but, thank you. You're so sweet. You, know, you, you are so wonderfully West Coast polite. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> well, I was I was a little nervous. You know, it's funny. Back when we started Beyond Type One, I 
made a list of, you know, sort of important people in the diabetes space. And I remember finding, you know, Arden's Jay and Juicebox podcast and being like, yes, we need to connect with these guys. And um, so it's actually, it's it's funny, you know, like when you reached out and you're like, oh, I'd love to interview you. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm like I'm being interviewed by a, a celebrity. I'm so excited that, right now. That is, and Mary, please take this the right way. That is the stupidest thing you've ever said. You're like, I, I, I'm almost an idiot. It like, like it no. just, you know, and, and so, but you know, it's funny that you said that because I, I, probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I talk to my fair share of people privately, you know, just trying to help them through little things like it's mm-hmm. more specific to them. And I probably shouldn't say this because I can't, I can't spend my entire life doing it. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, um, but sometimes I'll get on the phone and I'm like cooking dinner or I'm cleaning a toilet and I'm like, so tell me what's, I'm like, tell me what's going on with the pump or with what's going on with your boluses. And they get, they're real strange. I'm like, listen, you're going to have to relax. I was like, because I'm, I'm, I'm quite literally, I just put carpet fresh in my living room. I have 15 minutes before it has to get vacuumed up. And uh, it's just, it's just a weird, it's a weird position to be in because I, despite, despite what two in every 66 people who leave a, a, <laughs> I really am just some I'm just some girl's father who maybe Aww. is slightly better at sharing their thoughts online than other people are. Like you, you know what I mean? Aww. Like I, I don't I you're very kind to say all that and I will make sure to tell my wife what you said because uh she stopped <laughs> she stopped being impressed by me be like maybe like twelve months ago. So um but, but, but it's very kind of you to even feel that way for a split second. And and it really, it's just about I, I think it's just about sharing experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and letting people letting people know that that not you know it's easy to say failure is part of it, but yeah. I I like to tell people that that and especially now I, I it's really occurring to me over the last year of doing the podcast that diabetes is if you wait for diabetes to do something to you then you're on defense and then everything you've done all the data you get back from that effort is wasted because you can't quantify it in a usable way. But if you, yeah. if you attack diabetes first, even if you do the wrong thing, at least you know then I did A and B happened. So next, yeah. next time I'll change A to this and I'll expect this to happen. You can start using that data that comes back to you to make better and better and better decisions. But those decisions <laughs> often get honed through the mistakes. Like, yeah. you, you know, and, <laughs> and, and so you can't be afraid to make the mistakes. You need to want the mistakes because mm-hmm. the mistakes teach you how to make less of a mistake the next time. And then even though it doesn't feel like it, Mary, at some point in the future, I, I like to say that I don't think diabetes ever gets easy. I think that you get so much better at it that it, it feels mm-hmm. easy. You, you, you know what I mean? Like you can get fooled into thinking it's easy because you've, because you've got this collection of time and experiences that are allowing you to to be ahead of it. You know what I mean? Instead of, instead of chasing and uh, just, I like like being ahead of it. I would rather bolus and make a mistake and know what I did wrong than wait and let it run me over and wonder what the heck happened. So yeah. Yeah. And I, so I love people. That's great. I love people sharing like that because that's how, (laughs) that's how other people get their ideas that, Mm -hmm. that help them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're doing such a good job. Look at you. You're young and you're adorable. I don't think that's wrong to say. I'm only in my 40s. I see you on Instagram. You're adorable. Oh, thank you. You're obviously a social media genius. I've 
I, 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 oh, you're so sweet. Are you, are you, you got more Facebook followers while we were talking than I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, you're so funny. It is, it is really funny, actually. Um, in the past year, I, I have had sort of a, a big uptick in like Instagram followers in particular, um, just because I've, I sort of finally found my, you know, diabetes online community. I was never super involved in it. And then once I, realized that it was a, a, an actual thing once I started working for Beyond Type 1 and I got sort of more into it. Um, it's funny. It's, it's, it's like I have a whole little community now on, on my Instagram and online on social media. And um, I would say, you know, some of, my, some of my best friends don't even live around me and we mostly just talk online. Um, but it's, it's funny because I think there's such a sort of instant connection when you have Type 1 and, um, I, you know, I, I love my friends in Idaho and Oregon and Florida. Um, I love talking to them about, about my type one. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I love, I love sharing and I, I love my little community. <laughs> uh, Mary, I, the mistake I made was not hiring you before your mom did. That's what, <laughs> of course, what I would have been able to pay you would not have kept yourself. Involved, but, but, but it, it really is like, there are times when I wonder, and it's possible it'll never come to pass, but if Arden ever wants to take whatever it is I've built here over one day and, mm -hmm. and do it on her own, that's when it'll actually flourish because I'm always just a guy telling someone, I, I'm telling my perspective of another person living with diabetes. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like for, you know, for reals. Like, you know, like, and, and I'm, I'm not a guy in my mid forties. When you tell me you've got a community of people on Instagram that, you know, my brain goes, Oh my God, you type the people on Instagram. That's, <laughs> that sounds horrible. And so, and, and I don't mean, and I don't mean horrible meeting the people, the meeting the people thing sounds amazing, but I am just of the generation where I would like to speak to all those people on the phone privately. I don't, <laughs> and, yeah, that's, it's so funny. It's, it's funny the way, um, I think, you know, just generation sort of talk to people. I think my, my mom is, it gets, sort of confused and she's like, well, don't, don't you want to, you know, have friends here or, or talk to them on the phone? And I'm like, but I, I like talking to them this way. I like texting with them or Snapchatting them. Or, see, you know you, what I mean? It, it's funny. That's fantastic because what you just said, again, sounds like nails on the chalkboard to me. Like I, just, <laughs> I get a text from somebody and when those texts get beyond like stupid jokes, I'm, I'm like, you better just call me because I can't keep doing this. But I see my son do it where mm -hmm. I'll say to my son, I'm like, hey, you know, your coach needs to know this. Send him an email. And he goes, an email? And I'm like, yeah, right. And he goes, dude, nobody emails. And I was like, really? And, so, and then I realize I don't like emailing. My, Mary, my emails always say to people, just let's talk for 10 minutes. Just call me. I just, <laughs> I want to talk to people. I guess that's how I end up at the podcast. And I do, yeah. I, I do wish that... I do wish that the technology allowed for it to be a little more because I see the, I don't want to say I don't see the benefit of like Snapchat and stuff like that. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I constantly, actually, I have an idea that I'm going to let you off and then I'm going to ask you about because maybe you can help me with it. Okay. Uh, because you, <laughs> you seem much better at this than I am. So, okay, let's just say it, right? Beyondtype1.org. There's yes. got to be something there you would love if you go visit um, and, and just go check it out because it really is. It's just pretty fantastic. So that's all. And this is Mary Lucas, and she's a, a huge part about why it's happening that way. Oh, thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. I don't know. Again, when you say that, 
I, 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 it makes me feel weird. <laughs> and there are three people listening who think my ego has been inflated by that. So you can't, you can't say things like that, Mary. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. <laughs> Huge thanks to Omnipod for sponsoring this episode. If you want to learn more about the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump, go to myomnipod.com forward slash demo or click on one of the links in the show notes. Don't forget to go to beyondtype1.org and, uh, you know, take advantage of one of the bazillion great things they have going on there. Beyond Type 1 also has great stuff going on on Instagram, on Facebook. You really should check them out. I uh, want to apologize profusely to Mary personally. Wow, listen to all the noise. I want to apologize profusely to Mary because I realized I was super chappy. To, chappy? Chatty. I talked a lot during this episode. There's so much going on here, I can't think. Did you hear Basil snoring? Unbelievable. I tried to... Basil, wake up, buddy. You, you, you're killing me inside. I'm trying to end the podcast. Yeah, okay. Um, that's it. We'll be back next week. Nothing you've heard on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your health care plan.